0: All right, so uh, while we were on break, we looked at uh, how long <laughs> it took to get through the white cards, and it took a long fucking time.
1: So we're gonna try to speed this up and uh, speed it right along. So
0: we yeah, can... uh, we might have to. We might have to go with the uh, the Michael J. Flores approach to uh, set review. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: uh, one quick note. Okay. While we were on break. Um, I looked up that um, soldier I was talking about that I thought of, and it was. Oh, hell, I lost it again. Um, anyway, it was out of M10. Armament, so armament master. Yeah, some, something, something. Okay. Some knight lord out of M10. So it is no longer standard applicable. All right. So uh, on to blue. Yep, you're up first. Go. Um, we have. The Blue Sun Zenith. It is very similar to the white one. It's a rare. It's an instant. It costs triple blue X. Target player draws X cards. Shuffle Blue Sun Zenith into its owner's library. And the answer is, it's awesome.
0: It's good. <laughs> I, I would say, like, um, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't think it's that good, dude. And why not? Uh, it costs triple blue. So? So for the same for the same amount of mana as Jace's Ingenuity, you only get two cards.
1: Right, but it's the same overall mana cost as Stroke of Genius. Granted, Stroke was one blue and two colorless, but Stroke was very good. So
0: like this make... is a worse Mind Spring.
1: Eh, uh, maybe, but it's also shuffled back into your library. So with the if you're looking to draw like one or two cards it's pretty bad if you're looking to draw like 10 cards it's awesome
0: no a way to draw 10 cards is consecrated sphinx
1: which is coming up next
0: yeah it uh it costs four and two blue for a creature sphinx at mythic rare it uh, is a four-six flyer, and whenever an opponent draws a card, you may draw two cards.
1: I think overall very good, very very good.
0: Better than Blue Sun Zenith, right?
1: Um, yeah, and even better in multiplayer.
0: Oh yeah, no, it, you definitely would love playing him in multiplayer, especially with your Temple Bells and shit, right. and and your Venser's Journal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Correct. I mean, all in all, I'm think no reason not to play him.
0: Yeah, I and in limited you first pick him because he's going to give you awesome card of edge and he is a uh, an excellent beater at four six. So
1: right, and if your opponent drops one of these, really one of the best things you can do is drop a corrupted conscience, which is two blue three colorless for a enchantment aura at uncommon enchant creature you control enchant creature. And it has Infect. So it's essentially Mind Control plus Infect.
0: Uh, but the, I, I think the Infect is a minus. Uh, I played with this card quite a bit um, during the pre-release tournaments. Um, and it had some great uses, but I really mostly used it as creature removal.
1: Well, that's I think it's a good card, and I don't think the Infect is a minus. I mean, if you drop it on whatever creature and just sit there and use it to block...
0: Hey, you're taking out their creatures and withering them away. Uh but I mean the the problem the problem I had with it was that my opponents were constantly not playing things that I wanted to take. <laughs> like they weren't playing consecrated sphinx. So I I was just like, uh I mean, uh it did win me a game uh because I was able to steal my opponent's artifact creature to give me metalcraft to swing for the win. Uh <laughs> Uh, but other than that, uh, you know it's. But I mean, don't don't. I'm not trying to knock this card or say it's not good because it is really really good. Um, and if you steal the right thing with it, you can win with swinging with it. I mean, you only need ten poison counters, so even having one, even having a six six infector, <laughs> right. will will get you there. So I think
1: versus mind control, which is the same mana cost. Uh, play this over mind control?
0: No, never. I would never. Are you talking about constructed?
1: Um, either, honestly.
0: No, I would definitely never play this over mind control. Unless I was playing in a blue something infect deck.
1: Even if you're playing blue white, man. I mean, the fact that it gives you another alternate one condition, plus it gives you, like I said, good blockers. Uh, I think the infect helps instead of hurts.
0: Uh, I, dude, I disagree because I it, like it doesn't play it doesn't play into your strategy like you're you're dealing another form of damage at that point and wh- isn't it just better to mind control something that's going to deal the same damage that you've been trying to deal the whole game? Uh possibly. I think it's situational. Yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't say one is strictly better than the other one, obviously, but uh, it I don't know. I I I lean more towards mind control, but if you If you open this in your first pack and your rare is jank, uh, this is the pick. Like, you pick Corrupted Conscious. Okay. Um, Next up is Cryptoplasm, which is a rare creature shapeshifter. Costs 1 and 2 blue for a 2-2 with a really sweet ability. Uh, At the beginning of your upkeep, you may have Cryptoplasm become a copy of another target creature. If you do... Cryptoplasm gains this ability. Solid. Oh, I love him. I love him. Um,
1: I, give, I give him the thumbs up in both Constructed and Limited.
0: In, in my draft, I ran two of him. one, one A regular and a foil.
1: Nice. No yeah. matter... Essentially, <laughs> you have good creatures in your deck, and you just got four more. If you're running Constructed.
0: Or he becomes your opponent's best creature.
1: Right. So.
0: I and mean, it... Yeah, it, he's, he's solid. Right.
1: Um, next up, we, we have Distant Memories. It's two colorless, two blue for a sorcery. Search your library for a card, exile it, then shuffle your library. Any opponent may have you put that card into your hand. If no one does, you draw three cards.
0: Now, what are the chan- Like, what's your play here? You play this spell. Do you go get a land, or do you actually go get something good?
1: I think you get something moderate. Or it depends on what you need. Like you could just use it for a tutor
0: and hope that they don't realize what you want it for, and, uh,
1: let, and let you draw three cards.
0: I, I think I think my my constant play is going to be the land play.
1: You'll spend four mana to get a land.
0: No, I'll spend four mana to draw three cards because I think that most players are paranoid and don't want. It's like it's kind of like the clone oh, no. shell. It's kind of like the the clone shell predicament.
1: Right. You don't have because it d- doesn't say reveal.
0: Yeah, you don't so, – so that that's that's sort of the, the conundrum that your opponent has is like, do they give you this one card which could be your big bomb or do they let you draw three cards with, which right. will put you way ahead? And uh, so I, I mean I think just like with Clone Shell, like I'm all for – and, and it, generally like when I play against Clone Shell, I'll kill it right away just so they can show me that they had nothing underneath it. Right. Right. <laughs> so uh I think with this uh I don't know like I uh, I'm all for just grabbing something crappy and uh and seeing if they'll let me draw three cards and if they don't let me draw three cards then I get the crappy card and whatever you know what I mean like Right that my bomb is still in my deck Right uh all in all decent card Yeah I'm all for it Uh next up is Fuel for the Cause which is uh, an instant, a common. It costs two and two blue. Counter target spell, then proliferate. Eh, uh, this is unplayable to me. I
1: don't like it. Four mana is too much for a counter, regardless of what they
0: put on it. I mean, there were four mana counter spells that I really liked back in the day, back in Time Spiral block and stuff. But uh, but this ain't one of them. I mean, I, there was there was a uh, four mana counter spell back in back in times probably that had your opponent discard, like you countered a spell then your opponent discard, which was really huge. Um, but, uh, you know, cause you two for one them with it. Right. Uh, proliferate just in limited, you know, it's going to be too situational for this to be any good. I don't really run a whole lot of counter spells in limited anyway. Uh, just because leaving the mana open, uh, your opponent's able to out-tempo you. Right. So,
1: all in all, I think it's a bad card. Yeah. Um, up next, we have Mirren Spy. It's a drone creature. It's a 1-3 for two colorless and a blue at common. Uh, it's flying. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, you may untap target creature.
0: Uh, uh This is unplayable to me. Not unplayable, but this is... I, I wouldn't want to main deck this.
1: Yeah, um, and constructed you could, you know, do some weird combos with it, but it's definitely a card you build around. So, that's my yeah. thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, and I can't think of anything in standard right now that's really that really calls for wanting to untap a creature and yeah. and play play mediocre artifacts to do so.
1: Right, there's better ways to untap creatures. Yeah, regardless.
0: Um. Next up is Mitotic Manipulation. It costs 1 and 2 blue for a sorcery at rare. And uh, you look at the top 7 cards of your library. You may put one of those cards onto the battlefield if it has the same name as a permanent. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. No longer do you have to play Little Jace to kill Big Jace. Now you can use mitotic manipulation to get your own big chase <laughs> and kill their chase, right? And two um, for one yourself. Doesn't that sound good, John Anderson?
1: <laughs> it sounds great and constructed, um, because my to- it, it in constructed it's pretty good. I mean, you're you're in blues because it's double blue, so you have plenty of ways of you know stacking your library. But and for three mana, not bad.
0: I think nine times out of ten, this is blue mana ramp.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah, me too. Really, I mean, blue doesn't really have it, and blue has a lot of costly things. So
1: right, I think it's tricky, and if you build around it, you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't run this in limited. Tell you the truth.
1: Okay, you know what else you wouldn't run limited. A Nurok Commando.
0: You're absolutely correct, sir.
1: Human Rogue. uh, Uncommon. Two blue, one colorless for a 2-1. It has Shroud, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. I just think in Limited, it doesn't really do anything good for you. And in Constructed, it does even less.
0: And it has Shroud, which is actually bad for it because then you can't put a bladed pinions or anything that you would need to get get this guy in to do damage.
1: Right. And Shroud they can't target it, but it's a two one, so they can just chump it and kill it.
0: Yeah, it dies to everything. Yep. No sense wasting any more time on it. Uh, and if they're smart, they'll chump it with an Oculus, which is a creature homunculus at common. It costs one and a blue for a one-one, and when he's put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may draw a card. In limited, I pick this guy late, and I actually do run him as my. Uh, well, basically, he'll kill anyone who's stupid enough to run a Nura Commando, and uh, you know he can uh, attack into Mears and Smiths. And all that, like, either he's getting damaged through, he's gonna die eventually. So, and you, he replaces himself. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm good on him.
1: Yeah, I think he's pretty solid for constructed. I mean, two mana, he replaces himself, and it is a temporary body. I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah. You you go next, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, up next, we got a Quicksilver Geyser. It's instant, common, four colorless, and one blue. Return up to two target non-land permanents to their owner's hands.
0: Uh, I don't like the cost for limited.
1: Um, I don't think it's too bad. If you look at the... It's two permanents, and Boomerang, the classic one, is two blue. So it's one mana more overall, but it's one card. It's only one blue. And I think really at the five mana mark... Late game, you can bounce two creatures to help get your damage through.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess if I did run it, I'd run it as a one of. You're gonna see a lot of them in the draft, but I wouldn't pick up a lot of them. I would pick them up late, and uh, and I might I might run it. I mean, it just depends. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm not. It's not exciting.
1: For uh, constructed, it's a if it fits in, great. But I don't think it's a you know great card. It's an okay card
0: though. Uh, next up is Serum Raker, uh, which costs two and two blue for a creature Drake c- at common. It's a three-two flyer, and when Serum Raker is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, each player discards a card.
1: I'm not that that hot on it.
0: Oh, I'm very hot on it.
1: Um, my thought, really simply, the discard doesn't matter that much. Yeah, exactly. Because by the when they kill it, they'll have their discard already planned out. Right, so and they'll kill it when it's convenient for them.
0: Right, but you should also like as soon like what I did because I I ran this guy quite a bit uh, over the weekend, and before I played him, I had a discard in mind. It was kind of like playing a eel school like. You know, I played it when I'm like, well, I've got this card. Maybe I had an extra land that I didn't need or something like that. I'm just like, whatever, just like running out of Sky School. I'm just like, well, this is is the card that's going to my graveyard. So you run him out. He's a 3-2 flyer. Uh, Like, you run him in conjunction with all your other good flyers because you're in blue. And uh, I think he's a solid beater. I like him.
1: Okay. Um yeah I can see that. For the mana, he's a he's a decent body. Yeah. Um, up next we got a spire serpent. He's a common serpent. Three five for one blue, four colorless, with defender, and then metalcraft. Um if you have metalcraft he gets plus two plus two and can attack as though it didn't have defender.
0: Uh remember I told you earlier I corrupted conscious uh, to get Metalcraft. Yeah. To win the game. Yep. This guy was the game winner for me. Uh, I really like this guy um, at five. Like, I like him a lot better than say uh, the uh, the Luxon partisan. Right. Um, I like him better than Soliton, You know, unless I'm doing uh, Arbalist shenanigans. Uh, but uh, like, I I think this dude's solid, man. Like, without Metalcraft. He clogs up the ground with metalcraft. He is a monster, so I, I think uh, I, I'm fine running uh, one of them in a deck. I mean, he does cost five, and but that's fine. Like three five is tough to deal with. Like there's a lot of things that can't attack into him. Uh, you know, a uh, molder beast can only really trade with him. I you know I I like him.
1: Yeah, as far as constructed, I don't think you'll see too much play.
0: No, I don't think so either. (laughs) Uh, Next up is uh, Steel Sabotage. It costs a single blue for an instant at common. Choose one. I like choices. Uh, Counter target artifact spell or return target artifact to its owner's hand. For one mana, those are both
1: great options.
0: Very playable. Very playable. Uh, Halt order. Didn't see play in Scars, um, but I think this will definitely see play because it's good when you've got the mana open to counter something, and it's also good to boomerang uh, something annoying.
1: Right. And it's that's the joy of it being modular, really. If you have to tap out, great. And if they get an artifact through that you were going to counter, well, you can just bounce it the next turn.
0: Yeah, especially something that they paid a lot of mana into. Right. Uh, that's, I mean, that's huge tempo swing. Uh, if uh, if M11 Limited taught us anything, it's uh, waiting for your opponent to tap out for his big monstrosity and then bouncing it for a fraction of the cost is a huge tempo swing.
1: Right. So great card.
0: Uh, you're up next. Yeah. I yeah. keep I, I, <laughs> <laughs> whenever you get the last word, I just want to move on, and then I'm like, oh wait, no, it's him. <laughs>
1: Well, up next we have the Treasure Mage, which is a uncommon human wizard. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, for he's a two-two. He's two colorless and a blue, and he's riding a steel hellkite. His ability is when he enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an artifact card with mana cost six or greater, like a steel hellkite, and reveal it, put it in your hand. If you do, shuffle your library. So he's the opposite of a trinket mage.
0: Uh, there's a lot of good things in this set that uh, that he can get. Uh, I mean, l- let's let's name the game winners that this guy can get.
1: Steel
0: Hellkite, <laughs> steel Steel Hellkite, uh, Worm Coil Engine, uh, Mirror Battlesphere, Argentum Armor. I mean, it, just there he, there are a lot of targets he could have. Um, But he's a dead card without the targets. Right. Um, Because chances are any of the other, any of the non-rare artifacts that cost six or greater, you're not going to be playing. Such as like a Razor Field Thresher or something like that. Like those are really bad. Uh, Hexplate Golem, those are awful. So, you know, really, I mean, how good this guy is depends on you know something else. So it's not the type of card I would take early, but you know I mean he's still a two-two for three, which I I would play in Scars Limited. So right as far as
1: constructive goes, as long as you build around him,
0: you'll be fine. Yeah, as long as long as you have a target for him. I mean it's kind of like Trinket Mage.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh,
0: next up is uh, Turn the Tide, and it uh, is an instant at common. It costs one and a blue. And it says, this card will never be played ever. Or it says, creatures your opponent's control. Get (laughs) negative two, negative zero until end of turn. And it It, doesn't cantrip. It doesn't cantrip.
1: It's a blue combat trick. Blue doesn't really need combat tricks.
0: Yeah, it sucks. And negative two, negative zero is not not really putting you out of threat range. And it... uh, it doesn't cantrip, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, not very good. But, but go on,
0: forward. go on to the next card—the card I've yep, right to talk about. We
1: got the Vetalcan anatomist. He's a Vetalcan wizard at uncommon. A one-two. what is
0: a Vetalcan?
1: It's a race of the planes. No,
0: no. What uh, is it, is it anywhere similar to Vodalken?
1: Um, yes, actually, they're distant cousins. Okay, <laughs> these are the um, Vodalkens that were
0: corrupted by Frixia. Okay, so they're Vettelkins. Okay, right,
1: Vettelkins. <laughs> anyway, um, it is which, if you notice, he has the Phyrexian watermark on his card. Okay, so see, so yeah, I'm correct. Um, anyway, he's uh, one two for two colorless and a blue, who has the ability of two colorless and a blue tap, put a negative one negative one counter on target creature. You may tap or untap that creature.
0: If in my Mirrodin Besiege pack. I open a Vidalcan Anatomist. I am for this is first this is the first card we've come across that at uncommon or less that I'm like this is a first pick card this is this is a first pick card this guy is a beast like he doesn't really look like it like you may kind of overlook him and especially he's in blue and you're like eh but this guy is a beast.
1: Oh, and you know he's very good. On top of the fact that a majority of players overlook the beginning of combat step.
0: Yes, they do. If and just I'm
1: like I'm swinging, you could be like, "Hold on there, buddy,"
0: uh, no, and we'll then just you know swing. exactly what they're going to swing with, right. and they give you that free information. I capitalized on this guy. I I played uh, three tournaments this weekend. I played this guy in two of those three tournaments, and he worked overtime for me every single time. He like uh, like I had rares that were shittier than this guy by far.
1: Yeah. I think he's a he's a good card, and if you build around him in constructed, I think you can build a pretty good pretty good deck with him. Oh
0: god, dude! I shut down full armies with this guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man. So he's good. Oh very good. Uh Vidulcan Infuser.
1: Now this guy, just as a quick side note, it has watermarked Mirin. So you see the difference here?
0: Yeah, that's why he's a Vidolkin. Right. <laughs> uh he's a Vidolkin wizard at Uncommon. He costs uh three and a blue for a one four. So not very exciting there. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a charge counter on target artifact. Which sounds good, but eh, I'm not not real high on it.
1: Mm. Essentially, it's a weak proliferate effect,
0: and I really don't like the fact. Like, cause, all right, like if this guy was in Scars, I'd feel a lot better about him. Uh, kind of like Treasure Mage. <laughs> like, it, I would feel a lot better about the both of those guys, if they were in Scars, because all of the things that you want to use those cards with are in Scars. Right. And being that you're opening Besieged first, you know, it's sort of risky to take a Vidalcan Infuser because you're like, well, I mean, I've played plenty of decks that just didn't have that, or, you know, what if you have this guy but you don't have, like, the one or two cards that actually use charge counters? Like, it just seems sort of... I don't know, and then he's just a one four for four. You could have two plated streets sea striders for that mana, <laughs> right. like and then you'd have two one fours. You know, it's uh, I don't. And the other downside is it's only on one artifact. Yeah, now if it was put a charge counter on all your all your right. artifacts, that'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, uh, I think it's uh, temperamental at best. I mean you. you I mean, you're lucky if he's your stick card, and then you find a way to use him later on.
1: Right. Um, up next, for our last blue card, we have Vivisection. It's a common sorcery, three colorless, one blue. As an additional cost to cast Vivisection, sack a creature, draw three cards.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, there's not... I mean, one thing that Besieged has going for it is it added a lot more card drawing to limited because there wasn't a whole lot I mean it was pretty much you were drawing cards off of spell bombs uh so th- this adds a little bit more card drawing especially at common and uh there's plenty of creatures that want to go to the graveyard uh such, right. I mean I w- the the I mean let's look at the ideal here is like you vivisection your perilous mirror and you're like all right two damage to you and I'll draw three cards like that's great or you'll you kill one of their creatures and draw three cards. Like, right. Three um,
1: cards for four mana. <laughs> strong.
0: Yeah. It's a lot better than blue sun. Zenith <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: for that specific case. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that being said, I played blue, had this guy in my sealed, didn't play it. <laughs> so I don't know if it's that, that good, but, uh, But I also didn't have really, like, I was just like, do I want to sacrifice any of my creatures? I already, uh, my sealed pool had very few good creatures, so I was running sort of creature light. And that's where I was like, a vivisection could be bad for me. So.
1: Okay. All right. So that's the end of the blue. We'll take a real quick break and be right back.
0: Uh, Are we going to take a break?
1: Okay. Well, we cannot take a break.
0: I mean, why don't, why don't we like go ahead and do the black and then take a break?
1: Okay, good enough.
0: And then we'll do and then we'll do red and green, take a break and then we can just sweep up with artifacts. Sounds good. All right. Uh, let's go into Black Sun Zenith, which uh, costs black, black and X for a sorcery at rare put x -1 negative -1 one, negative one counters on each creature then shuffle Black Sun Zenith into its owner's library. Awesome. Black Wrath.
1: Yeah. Well, technically that's an animation.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> this, this, this
1: is the closest thing we're going to get. So, I think it's great.
0: I think Manicous it's fine. is right on. Uh, yeah, but, and the man, I mean, depending on the type of deck you put this in, like if you are running that heavy proliferate deck, uh, this is a fine card to have, even if you're just throwing, even if you can't kill everything. But then your proliferate gets it done the rest of the way. That's fine.
1: Yeah. All in all, it's a great card.
0: It's it's reusable, like it shuffles back in. Like, yeah, I'm I'm all for this thing. Okay.
1: Um. Anything else you want to add on that, other than the fact that it's the second best zenith in the uh, in the set?
0: Mm, well, I think I think it and the white one are kinda. kinda. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about like one or the other. So. Okay. Well, I mean, I know we'll, I know which one's the best one. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that we'll get to we'll get to that one. Eventually. Yeah, we'll get to that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um, next up, we got a Costa Hound. It's a common hound creature. Uh, four, 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 five colorless and a black. When it's put into a graveyard from the battlefield, each player loses four life
0: shitty yeah no good no good unplayable yep uh yeah because it it puts because people might be wondering it it puts all of the options in your opponent's hands where kind of like we were talking about with serum raker that your opponent can choose when it dies but uh the problem the problem with this over serum raker is you can't really prepare for it prepare for it like Losing 4 life is losing 4 life, and unless you're on the winning side of a race, this guy's bad for you.
1: Right, and in, I think the end-all be-all is, if you're going to play Suicide Black, 4-4 f- uh, four, four for 6 mana is not a good trade-off.
0: Yeah, no, not at all.
1: If this thing was a 4-4 four, four for 2 mana where
0: you lost 4 life, I'd be all about it. Uh, but... if, if, this thing, if this thing was a 4-4 four, for four, 4, or... All right. If this thing—if this thing was a, uh, uh say a two-two for three, I would run it. If it was like Blister Grub, but you lost For I'd life instead think of about
1: it. Whereas the way the way it stands, though, it's just not good.
0: Yeah, it's just not good. There are a lot of ways that, that this guy could be better, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, onto flensermite. Uh which is uh one and a black for a creature gremlin at common and it has infect and lifelink and it's a one one. Crap.
1: Mm, he's okay.
0: I, I mean if you need an infect creature I'd I'd run him, but I would run I would run Black Cleave Goblin or Tine Trike over him.
1: Right. stinger.
0: Oh, well, I mean, that goes without saying. Right. I'm just saying. I was just talking about other crappy Infect creatures. Oh, right.
1: <laughs> so I think he's playable if you're short on an Infect, but if you have better Infect, then by all means. Yeah. Um, up next, we got the Flesh Eater Imp. He's a f- uncommon Imp. Uh, three colorless, one black for a 2-2. With flying Infect and Sacrifice a Creature. He gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Now,
0: now this,
1: this guy is too good.
0: No. But yes. this, this is this is what this is what four mana should be about. Right. Like we were talking about that two one time Strike or the two one Black Cleave Goblin, this is this is four manas worth of creature.
1: Well completely agree. And he's flying, so he has built an evasion. And if you have no fly defense, this guy will wreck you.
0: And he's infect, so you could pretty much count him as a four two for four. Right. Um
1: and, gets plus two plus one, essentially.
0: Yeah. But I mean the only the only thing is, you know, you gotta sacrifice creature to pump him and uh, you know, there's a lot of, you could end up losing creatures with no no return on your investment if uh, if your opponent decides to wait and bounce him or wait and just kill him so
1: right but also it's a good thing to note um if you're playing this guy and you swing through and he's unblocked because he's flying or whatever and you're like great i'm just gonna sack six creatures and uh um load him up uh just do the smart thing and sack him one at a time and wait for each individual one to resolve.
0: Yeah, especially do that when you're playing live paper magic because your yeah. opponent will hate you for it if he's got no responses. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> your um, opponent'll hate it.
1: It's just one of those things where it comes to good play, you know, practices and timing.
0: Oh, it's and- it's important. It's important to play tight. I mean, all weekend I had people just like, "Why do you do that?" Like uh the thing that annoyed people the most was like I'm like declare my attack And then they're just like, uh, okay. (laughs) I'm just like, all right, now I'm gonna attack. And there was a time, like, I had to have a five minute rules conversation with a guy I was playing against because I was like, declare my attack. He's like, uh, all right. I'm like, all right, well, I'll attack with this guy. He's like, I'll tap it with my tumble magnet. And I'm like, well, no, that's not how that works. And then I had to explain to him the phases and that (laughs) the reason I say declare attack is because you have a Tumble Mag on the board and you could easily tap it down Tap down my creature.
1: Um, like, so after he tried that, did you let him tap down your creature? No. Time?
0: No. It was a learning experience. And only through pain do you really learn anything. Okay. So he had to lose so that that lesson would be remembered. If I let him take it back, he could easily just forget. Later like on that. on the road. Or he could claim ignorance and try to take it back again. Okay. So this taught him a valuable lesson. Okay. <laughs> and
1: I won. You, so <laughs> you definitely take true releases a lot more seriously than I do.
0: No, I mean, hey, don't get me wrong, man. Like I uh, I played against a guy who hadn't played for fourteen years, beat him soundly, and then helped him redesign his deck. So I mean, you know, like I, I'm I try to make <laughs> nice for the players but this it, i mean cuz i do want them to come back and keep playing uh but at the same time like there's only so far you can go with with takebacks and i feel like because i've taken the time to develop tight technical play i should be rewarded for it
1: yes and no Uh, well i don't know it's a pre-release
0: because i well because i don't play at any major tournaments so what do you have but pre-releases of friday night magic and they're both the same sort of casual right so you know the rules are rules is rules (laughs) um okay anyway moving on yeah let's let's talk about something really exciting oh yeah go for the throat uh, at one and a black instant uncommon destroy target non artifact creature. Uh, I like I like it a lot.
1: I had one of these in my sealed pool. You know what? I splashed black just to play it.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Hell's yeah. Just like in just like in M eleven limited, like if you got a Doomblade, you splashed it. If you got a lightning bolt, you splashed it. Like it's
1: it was the it's, only black card in my in my deck. But you know what? It worked out like a champ.
0: I mean, and this is premium removal.
1: In one game, I cast it and then realized that the other guy only had artifact creatures out.
0: Well, don't you feel like an idiot. They let take it at
1: back? At, at that point, I go, wow, <laughs> my bad. And the guy's like, that's cool. You want to take it back? I was like, that's right.
0: Another interesting play that happened against me, not to get too far off, <laughs> off, but these are good stories. Uh, I There was a guy who actually lost to me, and this guy's a good player, so there was definitely going to be no take-backs from either of us. I mean, I'm ranked number three in the area for Limited. He's ranked number four. So, you know, we're neck and neck as far as DCI rating, and so... And we don't play each other that often. So... He and I get into a match, and he loses it because he tries to arrest my Leonin uh, uh, relic hunter. Okay. Because thinking that it was an Oblivion ring or something, like he's like, "I'll do this, and then I'll get back my <laughs> artifact." And I'm like, "No, no," <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh, he's like, oh fuck, he's like, this is gonna lose me this game." And it sure did, and that was game three, and he made that, made that play like he was just like, I, what am I thinking? I'm thinking it's a journey to nowhere, oblivion ring. I don't know what I'm thinking. Oh, he just kicked himself for <laughs> that. I thought right. that was awesome.
1: So after the guy let me take back the go for the, play,
0: which, <laughs> yeah, in your super casual tournaments,
1: right? Thing, like, which I had actually tapped one of my my black mana mirror to generate the black mana for it, which so I was like, okay, well you know he'll, he'll let me take it back, so I untapped. And I did not use it to attack with, just to make up for the, uh, the take-back. Mm-hmm. So it worked out pretty good. Yeah, I play ultra-casual most of the time. There, There's a few guys that I'm like, no, you know what you're doing, it's, you know, all out. But, you know, I'm, I'm here to help the local guys, and so I try my best when I can to go, not go easy on them, but if they make a mistake and they realize it, then that's, you know...
0: I, I like I, I try to help them too. like it's not like I just like I don't just hem with like the rules and then just be like, you know, God, like how don't you know that like but like you know I talk, I talk it through very slow. I'm very explaining about why they're losing and uh, and i I hope that they take that they come away with the table with knowledge that they can use to be other people. And these are guys that I play with all the time. So, you know, I really am sort of helping them get the tools to beat me. You know, I'll walk them through deck building after the tournaments and things like that. You know, look through a guy's deck and be like, you know, I would have made this choice. This is why this is why I don't think this creature's good or whatever, you know. You know, so that is given like if I was completely competitive, I wouldn't give them any information like that.
1: Right. You'd tell them that their deck sucks and show them how to make it worse.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh but uh but I don't do that. But at the same time I really do feel that that only only through having the the negative side of making a mistake do you learn from that mistake.
1: Agreed. So anyway, moving on, we yeah. have <laughs> a gruesome encore. It's a sorcery. Uh uncommon. Two colorless and a black. Put target creature card from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gains haste. Exile it at the beginning of the next end step. If that creature would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else.
0: Which means that any go-to-the-graveyard effect it would have does not apply. Right. Or if it would... And that's what I don't like about it. In a... You know, in a... uh, in a format that has Culling Dais and uh, Throne of Geth, like you really, you really want to use this card when you've got those those outlets to uh, to really capitalize on the creature fully. Well, you know, you what I can
1: mean? still use Culling Dais and Throne of Geth with it.
0: it yeah, but you that. don't get the graveyard effect as well.
1: Well, true, but you still get the sacrifice effect. Mm. It's decent, but it's sorcery.
0: Um. Well, uh, I mean, it, it's competitively pri- I mean, this is Mark of Mutiny. You know, threaten and act of treason. Price.
1: Right. I, I think it's decent. All
0: right. Uh, next up, we've got horrifying revelation. Uh, sorcery at common. costs one black. Target player discards a card, then puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard, and no one cares. That's um, the flavor, that's the flavor text. No one cares.
1: I th- I think it's okay.
0: Really, your opponent plays this spell. You don't automatically pencil yourself in for a win. You like that's... he's he put a he filled up a spot in his deck with this, which I don't care about.
1: Uh, are you talking limited or constructed? Oh, limited. Oh, limited. Yeah, it's not a very good limited card. You don't
0: think you know, you think it's good in constructed?
1: Um, well, look at your other black discard spells at one minute.
0: Well, wait, wait, wait. Do you run this over Inquisition or Duress? Um,
1: possibly, probably not, though.
0: Because really, milling one card doesn't matter. No. And, uh, and I don't, like, I don't really like cards that let my opponent choose what they get rid of. Unless it's Mind Rot and they've got two cards in hand. <laughs> But like, um... I, I, like, I like, like discard discard spells that do this are so much worse than cards where you can look at your opponent's hand, get that information, plus pick something juicy out of it for them to get rid of.
1: Well, it's I'm it's a pretty standard one mana discard.
0: I mean, there's they all have drawbacks, you know, in the uh, modern. Yeah, but the, the thing about it is that. The standard discard spell sucks. That's why the good discard spells are the ones that see play.
1: Right. So I I think it's potentially playable. So it depends on how heavy discard you're going. Um, Up next, we have the Massacre Worm. It's a worm creature. Um, It's a mythic rare. Uh, Three black, three colorless, six five... When it enters the battlefield, creatures your opponent's control get negative two, negative two until end of turn. Whenever a creature an opponent controls is put into the graveyard from the battlefield, that player loses
0: two life. This card is awesome. All right, I'm going to say something here and you're probably going to disagree based on your first statement there. Okay. All All right. A, you first picked this card in Limited. Um, I agree. B. This card is not good for constructed
1: um, I disagree with
0: that I knew you were going to disagree and I here's my thought on this um, and I'm not going to credit myself with this but I was I was, uh, I was uh, listening to one of the uh, videos that they've got over on uh, Channel Fireball. And uh, Tristan Sean Gregson and Louis Scott Vargas were talking about this card. And I've got to agree 100% with LSV is that, like, in your six drop slot, this, like, Grave Titan is better than this. Grave Titan is just better.
1: I do agree that Grave Titan is better than Massacre Worm.
0: So if something's going to see play it's probably going to be Grave Titan over Massacre Worm, keep Massacre Worm, and the board played play against Boros.
1: Well, there's one big difference, I think, here, and that's LSV is a professional, and I play at FNM. I'm much more likely to see this played over Grave Titan at FNM.
0: Well, by your opponents or yourself? Like, uh, I mean, all right, assuming uh, you... I mean, wow. both both are mythic rares. So assuming right. you had four Grave Titans and four Massacre Worms, right. you're building a black deck. Yep. Which do you put in your six drop slot?
1: Uh, the, probably the Massacre Worm. Really? Because it's FNM. It's fun.
0: Yeah, but... Well, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, we talk about FNM, like... And you and I have very different experiences... Alright, deck concepts are something that it will be... At FNM, they can be a little wonky. Like the life gain deck that runs Felidar Sovereign and things right. like that. But one thing that like the FNM that I play at has in common is that people run good spells. Like, people do run Grave Titan. All the Titans get played. <laughs> plus, plus all the Planeswalkers get played. And things like that, so... Like if you've got the ability to play, like no one's gonna bring a deck with only little Jace in it if they've got four big Jaces sitting at home is what I'm saying at the right. FNM that I play at. If they've got if they've got Jace the Mind Sculptor, they're gonna run them even though it's FNM because FNM is the only tournaments they play, so they want to be able to use their good cards.
1: Right. If you're running enough destruction, creature destruction, you play this over Grave Titan. Wait, what? That if you're running enough creature destruction.
0: Oh, you're talking about because the the player loses two life. Right. I don't know. Yeah, because here's here's my I'm all right. The impact of go for the throat is going to affect grave titan a lot. Uh, So that's going to be something to wait sort of wait and see. Right. But as of as of. The, the pre metagame game, like, a Grave Titan sticking on the board won you games. And, like, so it's like three and one, half dozen in the other. And most decks are, like, there's not a whole lot of monocolored decks. This guy being three and three black sort of, uh, I think, also influences his playability over Grave Titan.
1: Okay. Uh, I think, well, it's like any... any- big, beefy creature. If you build around it, it should be fine. Like, if you're building a deck centered around Massacre Worm, like, I don't know, try to put him on a Mimic
0: Bat or something. You know? Ooh. Um, what? I said, ooh, well, I, like, I like putting anything on a Mimic Bat. Well, I just yeah. like Mimic Vat.
1: <laughs> True. Well, the same can be said of a Grave Titan. Grave Titan on Mimic Bat equals awesome.
0: You know? Um, I don't know if...
1: He's not better than a Grave Titan, but I think he'll see if... should see a fair amount of constructed play. And on the plus side, if he doesn't and ends up being one of those just eh, mythics, then the price on him will drop. And good for me.
0: Yeah. Well, I, d- I didn't see a single Massacre Worm all weekend, so that's that's um, one mythic that I can't really talk too much about.
1: I had one played against me, and it lost, and I lost the game because of it.
0: Oh well. I mean, and we're talking about limited. Like I said, well, I yeah, first total- picked this guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, it was one of those things where you know I was playing. I was playing Mirren, so I was obviously Boros-ish. And he drops it, kills essentially
0: most of my board, and then just swings through with Infect.
1: And I was yeah. like, yep, nothing I can do about that.
0: Well, I mean, the, the only deck archetype in, in Limited that's really got a chance against this guy is Dinosaurs, and I think even Dinosaurs is going to have a hard time with his second ability plus his him swinging in. <laughs> right. Oh, definitely. So... Alright, uh, next up is Morbid Plunder, uh, which costs one, uh, one black black for a sorcery at common. Return up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, this is a sideboard card to me.
1: Um, I think so. Well, it's decent and limited. I had a guy, um, a few players over the weekend um, that were main decking it. And it got sort of annoying, but I was still because you know if I'm attacking in with my with my beats, they block. Then on their turn, they morbid plunder, and can play out like one or one of them again. And then the next turn, play a couple more creatures. It helps, definitely helps with the tempo loss of having to block through you know big beefy creatures. But I don't know how much it's actually helping you because you're getting the same weak ass creatures back.
0: Well, I think I think. I think the infect deck is where is where morbid plunder will really shine, because like getting back getting back your plague stingers is huge, right? So, you know, being able to morbid plunder get back, I mean, plague stinger, corpse cur, tangle angler, like those are all like huge things because sometimes you really have to go out of your way to kill those things, and if you spent a removal spell to kill a plague stinger, and now you've got to deal with another plague stinger. I mean, you know how how many uh, you know how many little removal spells do you have for these things?
1: Right. Which
0: is why you play Vidalkin Anatomist because he doesn't care about that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Pretty good. So
0: um, up next we got Nested Ghoul.
1: It's a uncommon zombie warrior. Three black black for a four two so five mana for a four two whenever a source deals damage to a nested ghoul put a two two black zombie creature token onto the battlefield
0: all right first of all in limited i'm fine with a four two for five uh because i'm fine playing saber Claw golem um in
1: constructed especially in black it's okay but not ideal
0: I like his ability because he sort of replaces himself. Uh, ideally, ideally you want people to chump one ones with this guy swinging in. Right. Uh, realistically, they're going to kill it, but when that happens, you're going to get a two-two for your trouble. So, you know it. You know you can essentially trade and get a, get a creature as well. So you know it puts you ahead in that way. So I like this guy. I think he's fine.
1: I think in Constructed, you pair him up with a Pestilence Demon and call it a day.
0: Uh, What's Pestilence Demon do?
1: uh, Pestilence Demon is out of Rise of the Eldrazi. He's a rare. Um, And according to the aggregate pricer, he goes for 42 cents. Um, He's 5 colorless and 3 black uh, for a 7-6 flyer that has the activated ability of pay 1 black mana.
0: He deals one damage to each creature and player. Oh yeah, I like that. Oh, what about comboing this guy with Cunning Spark Mage?
1: Well, that works too. Anything that you can, you know, ping damage across and to him.
0: Hmm. I like that. I yeah, also, so- and this this is it. Wouldn't be a bad play to be like turn five Nested Ghoul, turn six Grave Titan, and I've just got a lot of two two zombies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that also not not a problem.
0: So I think it's decent. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm on board with this guy. Me too. I think it's fine. Alright, uh next up we have uh Phyresis, and it costs one and a black for an enchantment aura uh at common. Enchant creature, enchanted creature has infect. Uh I dig it.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'm fine with I'd,
0: pl- it. I'd play it uh, in certain decks. I where I'd play it, like I think that this is better than Tainted Strike. Um, I'd agree with that. Not, answer, not strictly better, obviously.
1: Right, not strictly better, but you know, situationally better. But I, I like it
0: in those Infect decks where you're kind of having trouble getting the creature count you need, but you were able to pick up an Alpha Tyrannax. Like, if right, you've got like targets it. in your deck that. Are good in your deck, but they would be better if they were infect, like right. nested ghoul, or
1: massacre worm,
0: <laughs> or massacre worm. Yeah, uh, Phyresis. You and I bet these will be going late, just like tainted strike. Um, so picking them up shouldn't be a problem, and and people they can definitely. To, be
1: I think people tend to overthink the auras because they're worried about being two for one. Really, I don't worry about it. Just pick it up late, throw it on a creature call it a day
0: and if you're these are also good if you're going up against a non infect deck uh, in a similar way the tainted strike was where you know it can sort of shut down one of their creatures in a way
1: yeah well I'd say it's worse than tainted strike in that
0: well yeah because yeah because it's permanent and so they could actually just kill you through infect but uh, you know I mean, with with certain creatures, uh, enchanting enchanting your opponent's creatures so that they're not just dealing the damage that they're trying to kill you with, right. can can be can be a good strategy.
1: Um, up next, we have the Frixing Crusader, which is the opposite of the Miran Crusader. He's a rare zombie knight, two black and a colorless for a two-two. He has first strike, protection from red and white, and infect.
0: Uh, yeah, I, you definitely first pick this guy and he's one of those creatures that you're just like, all right, I guess I'm doing it. I'm all in on infect. I first pick this guy and I'm going to force it.
1: Everything that I said about the Mirren Crusader <laughs> applies to him. Um, he has protection from Boros, which are the two mo- most likely archetypes you'll be seeing in limited. I can only assume is poison
0: and Boros. Uh, everything I said about Mirror and Crusader applies, except for uh, that I think Mirror and Crusader will see constructive play, and I think Phyrexian Crusader will only will see very narrow, I mean, pretty much the Infect decks will run Phyrexian Crusader.
1: And to bring up a comment from a few um, episodes past, Jonathan,
0: what I don't like about the Crusaders
1: is they can't fight each
0: other. Well that's yeah, just like White Knight and Black Knight. It's bullshit.
1: <laughs> but uh the solid card.
0: Alright, next up is a another reprint. Uh Phyrexian Rager is uh a two two for two and a black. So you're like, uh eh, that's not exciting. He's a creature horror at common, but his ability is the fucking bomb diggity awesome. When Frexium Razor enters the battlefield, you draw a card and you lose one life. A small price to pay for that sweet, sweet card.
1: Um, for the fact that it's a common, awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, yeah. And, and this thing's, this thing's good, man. Like, you put him out there. He replaces himself. He trades with, with uh, a lot of stuff in the format, and. Uh, You know, and if he can get his beat on, like, all the better. Whatever.
1: Right. Um,
0: The only thing I don't like about him is that he doesn't do infect damage. Not anything has infect. No, but, I mean, like, he's the type of card you would want in an infect deck. But I think he'll see more play in the decks that are, like, black but non-infect. Non-infect black.
1: And on the plus side, he sort of (laughs) looks like Spawn. (laughs)
0: he's yeah I've, i've been looking at that art quite a bit the last few days i'm just like wow man that's fucking pimp
1: um so coming up next we got the phyrexian vat mother it's a rare it's a horror uh two black two colorless for a four five infect at the beginning of your upkeep you get a poison counter this card is awesome oh yeah 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 um, I'm every, all for every it. Every time I ran up against one, it left me going, well, shit, what am I going to do about it?
0: This this is another one of those Infect rares where you first pick it and you force Infect. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: So, uh. yeah, it's it's awesome. It's being, you know, uh, compared to the Jasm uh, Dejin from Arabian Nights. And for good regard. I mean, the fact that you get a uh, a poison counter at the beginning of your upkeep. If those poison counters kill you, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> if this thing is on the board for 10 turns, well,
0: you deserve to lose the game. Agreed. So,
1: yeah, that's that.
0: Alright. Um, next up is Sangromancer, uh, which is a 3 3 for 4, not exactly a 4 or 5. But uh, it flies, which is awesome, and its two abilities are whenever a creature an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may gain three life. And whenever an opponent discards a card, you may gain three life.
1: I don't like it.
0: What, for constructed?
1: For constructed.
0: Okay, because in limited, I think it's awesome.
1: Well, life gain in limited, very good. And on top of that, just a 3-3 flyer. Mm -hmm. For four in black, it's very good. Limited.
0: Yeah, that's more uh, the uh, the life gain. I actually think is negligible in in like I don't put a high price on life gain in this set because like uh, man, I especially if I'm playing online, it's like I always go up against the infect deck, the infect deck all the time, the infect deck. So I you know it like life gain can, is meaningless in those matchups. So. That doesn't really impress me, but the 3-3 flyer for 4 with no drawback is is A-OK for me.
1: Now, as far as Constructed goes, I mean, it is a vampire, so it might find its way into some vampire decks. The life gain is very very negligible in Constructed. There's only really one good card to spend your life that you're gaining on, and that's Dark Tutelage.
0: I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think I think life gain is is more important in constructed uh especially for like the vampire deck. I think uh being able to outrace your opponent, especially with all the things that you lose life in the I mean it it helps with the suicide black and like while your opponent may not be discarding a whole lot of cards from you, you're definitely going to be putting a lot of creatures in, into your opponent's graveyard. With lightning bolts and doom blades and go for the throats and all that. I mean, it, she, she can be a very swingy creature, I think.
1: Right, I just think the life gate's negligible. I, oh. I don't think it matters that much. And on the flip side, I don't really know if the card deserves
0: to be a rare. Oh, I think it definitely has to be a rare, dude. Alright, think about, think about how happy people were with... Uh, what was it uh from from Scars of Mirrodin at at uh Uncommon.
1: Vampire Nighthawk?
0: No, 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 no. Scars of Mirrodin. Oh. It was the uh, three three for three Flyer when it came in when it came into play, you lost three life?
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Ooh, trying to remember here. I'm, yeah. yeah. No, I got
0: nothing. Yeah. But anyway, so that card is to think about that card and how awesome it is and and uh it had to have the you lose three life drawback.
1: Oh, uh Necrogen Scutter.
0: Necrogen Scutter, right. right. And it was at uncommon. Right. I think putting putting her at rare, she's got no drawback, you know, she only costs one more mana, three three flyer, uh, like and she's a vampire, so there's all kinds of things there. Um I'm I I like it. I'm I'm down with it. Okay. Well it. up
1: next, um aside moving on from the sangromancer, we got a Scourge Servant. It's a zombie, three three, four colorless and a black. It just has
0: infect. Pick it, play it.
1: Five mana for a three three infect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's no Vat Mother, but whatever.
0: But it's also a common, so Exactly. Yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, Next up, uh, Septic Rats, another Infect card I'm all for. Uh, It costs one black-black creature rat at uncommon. It's a 2-2 Infect. Whenever Septic Rat attacks, if defending player is poisoned, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So if your opponent's already having a a poison counter on them, this becomes a 3-3 three, three Infect for 3.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That is, I like. Yeah, this, this is a really good card. Really yeah. good Infect creature.
1: And it's it's at Uncommon, so yeah. Definitely good. It's a great 3-drop, whether you're in Limited or Constructed. Yep. So, um, up next we got Spread the Sickness. It's a Sorcery, 4 Colorless, 1 Black. Destroy target creature, then Proliferate. Not gonna see any play.
0: In constructed,
1: in constructed, in limited, yeah, in limited, I'll I'll pay five mana for. A
0: oh, it, yeah, I think in limited it'll see plenty of play. Right. Uh, destroy target creature in this set is huge. It's the only one. So.
1: It's the only destroy effect.
0: <laughs> the only destroy target creature with no uh, condition.
1: Oh, true. Without condition, correct.
0: Yeah. So I mean, this kills everything. That can be destroyed, and uh, it proliferates, which is really good for a lot of decks. I mean, because you know you don't want to just proliferate. Steady progress didn't see limited play because people are like, well, it proliferates and then I draw a card. Like, but killing a creature then proliferating is really good.
1: Right. Um, I think for constructed five mana is too much.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, exactly. definitely.
1: That's instructed.
0: Um, And next up is Virulent Wound. It costs one black for an instant at common. Put a negative one, negative one counter on target creature. When that creature is put into a graveyard this turn, its controller gets a poison counter. Love it.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: In the Infect deck, yeah, no... Like, you know, I mean, it turns on your Septic Rats immediately because... There are you. You will always have a target for virulent wound. Like there, like you, your opponents, even the dinosaur decks. How do they get the dinosaurs out? Manamir. You know the, Like this is great, and just the tempo swing, the tempo swing alone on this on this guy early game, and I I felt it. I played Danielle, and Danielle was packing two of these in in a deck she was running. And it was just like turn two Manomir. She's like, end of your turn, veil wound. I'm like, oh And, and then she and then friends. she and then she untapped and played an infect. Like I'm like, oh god. Like it's yeah, it's it's a good card. And it's also the end of black. So we're gonna take a quick break before my bladder bursts open. <laughs> I've had to pee since we started on black. And uh We'll come back with uh, red and green.